Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast where we talk about what's going on in our brains instead of what's happening outside. We are your hosts, Megan Myers and Steffi Predmore. This week's episode, Plants. Hi, Megan. Hey, Steffi. How's it going? It's going really well, actually. Oh, tell me more. Well, so do you remember when we did our work-life balance episode? Yes. And we talked about taking days off. <gasps> I've been on vacation for the past couple of days. You and did your homework. It's like, I feel like it's life-changing right now. Do you feel like a whole new woman? I do, because I had, so I took off, like, on a Friday, and then, and I work like half the day, but then I had like the weekend, and then now I have extra days, and so because I knew on the weekend that I wasn't going back to work on Monday, I felt like I had a real weekend to begin with. That's so nice. Sunday didn't feel like I didn't want to do anything because I knew I had to go back to work the next day. Like, I got shit done. It's like a bubble bath that is just where the water is always warm. Yeah, it's just been really, really nice. I just get to do what I want, and like, it just feels good to not have to think about all the other stuff all the time. Although, while I was going to bed last night, I did start thinking about work things that are happening in six months. Okay, well, it mm, we'll work on that. We'll work on that part, but I'm really proud of you for doing your homework and taking a vacation and more than just one day off. I'm extremely proud of you. It's great. I highly recommend it. I will have to put that on my to-do list. I hope that your to-do list is not quite as intense as mine actually has been, though. I mean, I have a tendency to be the laziest vacationer ever, um, so it probably wouldn't be. But you, you did, know, that's you okay. did just re- you did just reveal that you folded laundry that has been sitting there for months. So I did. I texted Megan and and admitted that I had just folded <laughs> folded laundry. A lot of it was warm weather clothes that had just fallen to the bottom of the clean clothes basket, and then we both just really hate folding laundry and so when we pull it out of the dryer it just tends to go into the laundry basket and then we just pull from there usually I fold it right before I have to pack for a trip so that I can actually find the things that I'm taking with me I'm a really good adult is really the punchline of this story it's like you're still single I know (laughs) very I mean, actually, I know a lot of married people with children and everything that, like, never fold their laundry, and it's baffling to me. It's the worst. It's so against your type 1 tendencies. It is, really. I mean, there's a lot of things about my lack of physical organizational skills that really go against my type 1 tendencies that really kind of lean into, I think, maybe a 9, but... Yeah, that's it, it, it. But I also really love when I have folded my laundry and I love when it is all put away and I can find the articles of clothing I'm looking for. So I love having it done. I just hate doing it. I've got my heart. We've all got layers, man. We just like onions and ogres. <laughs> so this week we are digging deep into something that we both really love houseplants. To help us figure out why I cannot keep air plants alive and what Steffi can grow in the darkest corners of her house is our friend and favorite plant lady, Brandy O'Neill. Welcome, Brandy. 
Hello, beautiful human beings. Hi, Brandy. Welcome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So I am Brandy, and I run the food blog, nutmegnandy.com. So, you know, naturally I'm here talking about plants, Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, which are like my second favorite thing. I don't know. Maybe plants and cats can be a tie after food and travel. So that's me. I live in North Carolina now. Just moved here. She noted that it is much warmer than New York, where she used to live. So that is when accurate. you're, it's the middle of winter, that is a delightful thing. Uh, I would say so. I'm a little sick of snow. <laughs> I, be, being from the tundra, I totally understand. And I want to make kind of a mental note for us to circle back to the fact that you just moved, because that means you will have just had to move all of your plant babies. So yes. We, I think we should circle back to that towards the end and talk a little bit about that because that is always a big, like, how do I move these plants across the country? So let's talk about that later. We'll put a pin in it. Yes, we sure will. (laughs) So we and all of your Instagram followers know that you love growing houseplants, but can you tell us how you became such a plant lady? Uh, so... I don't actually, I mean, I kind of know, but it was uh, something that was uh, pointed out to me by my therapist. Um, But until a couple of years ago, I had one plant that was given to me by my mother-in-law, and it was just a plant from a funeral. And I managed to keep it alive, and I never thought anything of it. And uh, I started going to therapy. I got diagnosed with ADHD and uh, some anxiety issues. So I got put on some medication. And then all of a sudden, I just wanted to have plants. I was like, oh, they're beautiful. And and they gave me something to like tend to. And uh, my therapist pointed out that that could potentially be because um, I'm actually in a much better headspace than I was three years ago, uh, with stuff under control. So I kind of think that maybe uh, some some therapy and medication and self-care is what got me into plants. Yeah. And it's probably a good way to maintain some of that. I would, I would imagine. Yeah. It's also um, a really great way to uh, let me know how I'm doing, which sounds stupid because I am me, but uh, (laughs) uh, sometimes I think when you are slipping mentally, you, kind of can't see yourself that well. Mm -hmm. So I start to notice that if I take less joy or I don't want to water my plants or they're starting to look a little sad, that's a tip off for me that I'm probably not doing as well as I think I may be. Um, That I just sort of had a light bulb moment on that one. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds really dramatic, but uh, it's true. Like if I stop caring for them, then I know I'm not in a great in a great place. I think that is so interesting and true because obviously you just said that you also really love cats. You have, how many cats do you have now? We have two. Um, There's a third that I want to adopt that my husband, Art, keeps saying I'm not going to, but we're getting her. We know uh, that you're getting the cat. That's just going to happen. (laughs) I just started saying like, aren't you so excited when Cashew gets here? And he's like, I... He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. We're not getting another cat. And I was like, oh, no, we're getting a cat. 
He just needs to lean into it. Yeah, like, just, he won't even notice. Oh, I know. I will be there, like, the whole time. Just be like, oh, she's been here for months. I'm like, we've had three cats for years. Where are you? (laughs) (laughs) But, so you have cats, and, like, cats are usually pretty good about telling you, like, hey, lady, I need food. I need water. Like, you need to scoot my litter box, asshole. Exactly. Um, But plants don't exactly talk to you. And as you were saying that, I was thinking like, oh, yeah, when I kind of neglect my plants, when they start to look a little droopy, I definitely am probably not always in my best headspace. So that was a definite light bulb moment for me on that. Yeah, like I said, it's it's an interesting thing, but they do help kind of let me know where I'm at and you know, and when I'm really obsessed with them, I'm like, oh, I think I'm doing really well. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's so awesome. Aside from, you know, obviously the mental health management aspect of things, why do you love having houseplants? Um, and what is it about them that brings you joy and satisfaction? Uh, well, I love the idea that I'm not killing something. <laughs> Even though I've killed, I have killed my fair share of houseplants. Megan, which, here's the baseline. Brandy isn't <laughs> killing something. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. People are like, oh, like all your plants do great. And I'm like, well, I don't show you the dead ones. <laughs> like, I don't want that to get out there. Um, and I, I, it makes me feel proud that I actually found something that I'm pretty good at that to me just seemed like something that anybody could be good at. Um, And I talked to some people and they're like, no, you don't understand. Like, I could never have a plant. But once I started getting into it, I just, I just didn't want to stop. I mean, even though my husband was like, if you bring home one more plant, he says that, yeah, plants and cats, whatever. I I was going to say, so when he says, don't bring home one more plant, you say, oh, well, I didn't. I brought home a cat. I didn't bring home one more plant. I brought home five more plants. There's a lot of loopholes to that statement, Art. <laughs> I can have as many plants as I want. So <laughs> My son counted our plants the other day, and he counted 30 in our inside our house. And he was yes. very proud of that number. And I'm like, I think we need some more. Um, there know. is always room for more plants. There are definitely room for more plants. I mean, There's though, many rooms that don't have any plants in this house. I mean, I'm currently living in like a 650 square foot apartment, and... I have more plants than probably humanly necessary here right now, but um, I'm not getting rid of any of them. And like six of them are living uh, at another blogger's house. Uh, (laughs) So she's like, if I kill these, are you going to be mad? And I'm like, no, of course not. But really, are you? (laughs) Yeah, I'll be mad. (laughs) But I can't really blame her because I just was like, do you want to watch a couple of plants? And then it turned into like, there's really like, well, there's more than six. There's probably like 12 plants. And then the movers forgot to pack my wedding dress. So she also has my wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> and she has like an old wooden magazine caddy that my husband built when he was a child. And this ugly green um, waste basket that has gone everywhere with my husband. It was like his one in his room when he was a kid to like every apartment. And uh, the movers were going to throw it away. And then I was like, no. I'm like, you can't throw away the green cat, like garbage can. It means something. (laughs) They were like, all right, lady. Exactly. So then that's also with uh, Julie, who is the food blogger friend of mine. So 
<laughs> oh my gosh. She's basically got half your belongings. She does. Yeah. And kindly, uh, Gina, who is another blogger, drove them down to Julie's. So I have like, it's an all friends on deck situation here when it comes to plants. For real, it is. You got some You got some good friends there to do your plant babysitting for you. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> so where should someone who wants to start being a, a plant lady or a plant guy, where should they start? What are good starter plants and where should they go to buy them? I know there's probably some places that are better than others. Yeah. So, you know, your easiest house plants are going to be something like pothos, uh, which there's many varieties. And I would say the majority of them are pretty easy to take care of and they're kind of hard to kill which is always a good thing for starter plants. Uh, I also think peace lilies, although they're not my favorite, I kind of call them a funeral flower. Um, they are. Because well, they are. And, uh, but they're actually super easy to take care of. They like literally tell you when they want water by like wilting. And just because I tested it once, you could go weeks after they start wilting and not give them water and they'll still bounce back. <laughs> that is exactly what I do with all of my prayer plants. They always yes. look like they're dead, and then they just magically come back. Yeah, and, and also your classic spider plant is a really good beginner plant. And um, I just wanted to say that a lot of people complain on their spider plants because the tips will turn brown. And that does not mean that they're dying or you're doing anything wrong. It typically is because of the minerals in your water. So a lot of people will only water their spider plants with like distilled water, but... I'm not buying distilled water for my plants. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real level of extra. Exactly. I don't have time for that. I actually, Brandy came to visit last October and we went plant shopping and I bought a spider plant in a cocodama. Um, and it's been hanging in my dining room ever since and it is doing quite well. So oh, good. I always think of Brandy when I water my little spider plant. <laughs> with not distilled water because that's just too much to handle yeah i'm not that person i mean i love my plants but i mean come on now <laughs> for real Steffi, oh. could you briefly explain what a kokodama is for our yes. listeners yes so um a kokodama is a japanese string art um and Basically, they take the roots of the plant and they're encased in soil and then a layer of moss. And then that is tied up with string. So it's sort of like a self-contained hanging pot. And when you want to water it, you just soak the little root ball, the like moss ball for a little bit and then let it just sort of drip and then hang it back up and you know that it's ready to water when it feels really light because then once you obviously it has a lot of water in there then it gets heavier um, but I love it because it looks really pretty and it's a really easy way to hang things without having to get a hanging pot or get the pot and then like the macrame holder or whatever and I've actually gone to a kokodama making class with my mother-in-law and they are really fun to make so I have a couple of them in my house and will probably only get more they do look really pretty um I should get some because hanging planters are ugly they really tend to be pretty hideous and I don't know, I just don't trust myself to like properly 
anchor, a macrame hanger in the wall, and then you get the pot, and that's extra heavy in the dirt and the water, and it just feels like a recipe for disaster, because as we <laughs> already learned this episode, adulting is not really my strong suit. So, um, Brandy, what are some of your favorite plants? Like we talked about what good starter plants are, but I want to know what some of your favorites are. So one of my favorite plants is a ropoya, which is uh, just this plant that has super tight leaves that are all twisted and they come down these long stems and they flow like over a pot, which I kind of want to get a head pot for it, like, like a face and then put that as the hair. Ooh, um, that would be pretty. Exactly. I love pileas, which are, you know, I guess probably a basic bitch plant now, but back in the day they were super hard to get and I love them because you get these little babies that come off and you can leave them in and it'll grow like bigger and gnarlier or you can just give them to everyone you know um what else do I love staghorn ferns which are kind of a funky looking fern it has like these big leaves and then it has these sort of brown papery they call them shield fronds and a lot of times you'll see them mounted on boards or mine is inside of a coconut shell. And much like your spider plant, in order to water it, you just like leave it to soak and the coconut soaks up all the water. And then the, the fern stays, you know, watered for a pretty long time, which is good because ferns don't That's like to cool. be in water. Where did you so. find that? Uh, one of my local nurseries. Awesome. So do you recommend like checking out your local nursery for really cool stuff like that? Yeah. So here's the thing, no matter where you go, whether it be a big box store or your fanciest, most expensive uh, nursery, you know, the risk of getting pests in your plant is going to be pretty equal to both. It actually might be less at a big box store because they spray with more pesticides. Um, But I pretty much like to go to any place that has a large selection. So for some of us, that might just be your Home Depot or your Lowe's. Um, But making sure to check out a nursery that maybe specializes in houseplants or succulents, which are not technically a houseplant, but uh, still trendy and people seem to love them. Uh, But, you know, you really want to go to a place that's clean, has good ventilation. I'm just, these all sound like I'm trying to tell you how to adopt a dog. But... uh, (laughs) If you notice a lot of like wilting plants and like, you know, maybe they're not taking care of the plants as well and you might have a harder time keeping it alive when you get home. So you want to look for like super healthy plants no matter where you go. Yeah. So unless you are an experienced like plant bringer back bracker from the dead. Yes, a restorer. <laughs> yeah, a good, an experienced plant restorer, like go for something that's pretty healthy straight out of the store. Yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend walking in and never owning a house plant and going to the clearance section and being all like, I can save this. <laughs> uh, because I would say I'm pretty experienced and I, I did that once with a certain type of plant and I got home and I'm like, whatever, it's going to be great. And it died like one day later. And I was like, well, like my cockiness just kicked me in the ass. Uh, I would want to 100% do that, except I've never seen a clearance section at the gardening store with like plants in it. Yeah. So I don't think they do it at at, like big box stores, but our, um, this grocery store that we has, has like a lovely nursery, nursery attached to it. And they would always have a clearance section. And usually it would be like orchids after they had bloomed, which 
are still fine. Don't throw them away. If you're one of those people who has an orchid and it blooms and you throw it away, just stop because the plant's still alive and you'll get more flowers. Yeah, it, it will uh, come back. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, so my old nursery used to have a clearance section. It would, you know, be like 50 cents for a 75% dead plant. But if you're experienced enough and it's a type of plant that can easily be saved, something like a pothos or even a spider plant, to me, it's worth taking the risk because it's, you know, 50 cents. Who cares? Yeah, at that point. Also, can we talk about your habit of picking up succulent leaves off the ground when you go to nurseries? Okay. <laughs> it's not illegal. It's trash. Exactly. And that's what her that's what her Instagram story poll told us. But <laughs> give the reader, give our listeners a little uh, clue in on your... Your yeah, habit there. so we call it prop lifting, you know, because <laughs> when you when you take a plant and you make a baby from it's cut, you know, uh, pro- like propagating. Uh, so the whole point is, if you're walking through wherever and you see some succulent leaves on the ground, you more than likely can take that home, set it in dirt, and little babies will grow from the end of the leaf and they'll get bigger and bigger until the mother leaf sort of shrivels up and dies which I've been told is a, a a great, what's the word I'm looking for, compared to real motherhood. Analogy, yeah. Analogy. It's pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of people, there's like a big debate about it in certain plant groups on whether that's stealing or picking up trash. I think it's picking up trash because I'm legit picking it from the ground. Some people will go in and break stuff off live plants. And I'm pretty against that because to me, yeah, that's that stealing. I wouldn't do. Yeah. yeah that's and like mutilation. Yeah. And it's also just rude. Like, right. Right. That's Whereas straight up stealing. If it's on the ground, they are probably, they were probably going to like sweep it up. Yeah. And in fact, I, I have never asked for permission at Lowe's or Home Depot, but uh, at my local nursery that I liked, I would, I asked them once, is it okay if I take home, succulent leaves if I find them on the floor or in the leftover in the bins and she, you know the woman's like no that's fine with me take them home and then her the younger workers like good on you for knowing that you can use them for something they were probably impressed that she he knew you could propagate off of them I know and I'm like yeah I'm like don't worry I won't, I won't stop buying from you because it'll take like 20 years for my tight like tiny size <laughs> succulent to actually reach something that would be Anything I could find in a nursery. I love propagating succulents, but my friend always laughs at me because she laughs about how long it takes for them to grow babies that are a decent size. Like she'll come over and months later, she'll come back over. She'll be like, I feel like these haven't grown. I'm like, I swear they have. She's like, that's a lie. They haven't. No, it's it's such a, it's like watching grass grow, literally. Yeah, I'm also propagating um, a snake plant, and that's even slower going. That is like watching paint dry. Exactly. I've not tried that one before. That seems like it would take a thousand years. Uh huh. And I thought for sure it wasn't working. And then one day I looked, and there was this little new leaf coming out of the dirt. And I was like, ha ha, it worked. I was so excited. Um,. Yeah, I actually love to water propagate pothos and spider plants and then just leave them in there because they're one of the fun ones that can just live in water forever. Yeah. And I think it looks, I don't know, super fancy when you see all the roots like in a glass bottle. 
Yeah, I love that. I have a friend that took one of my spider plant babies and she just keeps it in like, she has this like fancy little orb vase thing. Yes. That she keeps it in and it looks super pretty on her bookshelf. Yeah, I don't know. I need more plants. I'm okay. <laughs> Before we talk about moving with your plants, I actually want to ask you, because we were talking about your cats and you have a lot of plants, talk to us about the cats and the plants together in the same space. Okay, so I want to preface this by saying, uh, feel free to disagree with me, but uh, just because a plant says that it is an irritation is not the same to me as... is thinking that the plant is deadly or will hurt a pet. Sure. Uh, so, for example, if you look at plants like the ZZ or Pothos or Peace Lily, which, by the way, is not a real lily, um, any of those, they have something called insoluble, uh, I'm going to botch it up, um, calcium something. Uh, but what it is, is it will, when they chew it, it feels like glass in their mouth. And so typically cats will then learn, okay, I don't like, I don't want to chew on that because it's going to bother me. And the worst that really happens with that is they might drool a little bit, their mouth might be a little irritated, but it's not going to kill them. Uh, So you're going to see a lot of people say you can't have pothos around cats. And I fully disagree because again, um, it's not going to kill them. It's just going to make them a little uncomfortable. Sure. Um, Spider plants are fantastic. They are completely non-toxic to cats. And because a spider plant is just a type of grass, cats are like naturally drawn to it and they want to chew it. And it, I mean, I've never, I can't get my cat to answer me, but apparently spider plants create the same hallucinogenic effect like catnip. Oh, on cats. That so, explains why Rue is fucking obsessed with our spider plant. Exactly. Like, it's one of their favorite plants. And then in terms of, like, plants to never, ever, ever keep in your house if you have a cat, a true lily lily is at the top of the list. Um, so your Easter lilies, your calla lilies are fine because they're also not real lilies. Uh, your stargazer lilies, all of those are extremely toxic to the point where even if pollen got on your cat's fur and they cleaned, it could kill them, you know, within a few hours. Uh, So never, ever bring a true lily into your house with cats. And I think sago palm is also pretty dangerous, but they have to eat the seeds. Mm -hmm. Uh, So there's your little bit of information. Absolutely no lilies. Yeah, so... With the plants that are more of an irritant, because, um, you know, you read certain websites and they do say they're like, oh, pothos, you can't have with a cat. Um, how do you determine what plants are really just irritants and what plants are actually poisonous? Do you have a good source for that? Yeah, so actually the a- um, ASPCA, I think is what it is, um, has like a whole like an entire document based on which plants and if they're toxic and they'll actually tell you if they're toxic to dogs, cats, or horses. Oh, nice. And then they'll let, they'll let you know, you know, they might say like severe, mild, moderate, and they'll usually tell you the exact, um, poison or irritant. And then it'll also tell you the family of plants that it comes from. So uh, pothos, 
philodendron, all of them come from the same family. So they all have, by the way, I remembered, it's insoluble calcium oxalates. Um, so smart. <laughs> they will all have those. And uh, also like Diffenbachia or dung cane, sometimes it's labeled. Uh, all of those, again, all of them have the same thing. They're from the same family. Uh, so I recommend like Googling that and checking it out because then afterwards you can always Google that poison and actually see more in-depth articles from, you know, veterinarians or uh, other things. Like I actually called my vet and asked her her opinion and she's like, I have a pathos in seven cats. So if it doesn't bother her, it's not going to bother me. Yeah, if it's good enough for the vet, it's good enough for for me. And exactly. we'll find the link to that document and we will link to that in the show notes. Yes, thank you. So for anyone who either you know wants to do plants in their house or is like me and kills like half the ones they bring home, um, do you have tips for not not how to take care of them necessarily, but basically how to work plant care into your daily routines? Um, I do. So the first thing, and it's kind of annoying, when you bring home a new plant, if you want to make your life less hectic, don't take your new plant and put it all with your old plants. You have no idea if you brought in like any type of insects on your plants. So you want to keep them separated. And then after about two weeks, if you don't see anything, then you can work it in and maybe replant it. Uh, it can be a little stressful on plants to be replanted right away when you bring them home. So I usually hold off unless there's some reason I really need to replant it. Like sometimes they might be too wet, uh, you know, because a lot of nurseries don't water on schedule. They just water like all at once. And then really look into figuring out where the light comes in at my house. So uh, on my house, I obviously know where my north and my south are. Um, I know that anything that needs full sun has to live in the back part of the half of my house, the back half of my house. And anything that can do with mild light, they can. those are the plants I can live in corners, uh, in a north-facing room. So if you get a plant from a store, just come home and actually Google what they need. And I don't always go by what they say on the card. Cause uh, like the card on the plant that will tell you the name. Cause sometimes they're they're really wrong. I've had plants tell me something I know that doesn't want full sun that it needs direct sun, and I'm like, okay, had I not known what I was doing with plants, I probably would have killed it or burned it. So it's really important to kind of get outside knowledge. And honestly, you can just Google or go to YouTube, or you can join. I have a ton of Facebook groups that are just devoted to plants. It's a great resource for people who are new because you can see all the millions of questions that people have asked and all the answers that have been given to them. So it's awesome. I absolutely would never have thought that I needed to separate my new plants from my old ones. I wouldn't have, I didn't either. It's like when you get a new cat and you keep them sequestered from your pre-existing cats, then would never have thought to do that with the plant. Um, yeah, and I was going to say too, uh, another reason is something like mealybugs, which are the worst thing ever. Ugh, uh, just the name is disgusting. Exactly. It can take up to two weeks for them to come out of the soil. That's where they live, is down in the soil. So if you bring home a new plant and 
it looks healthy, but they could all be underneath there sort of waiting to attack. Gross. Which sounds God. super dramatic. Um, <laughs> that sounds terrible. And if you're like really paranoid, uh, your, your best option is to buy something called a systemic poison, uh, which is like, it looks like cat litter and you put it on your plants and you work it into the soil. And it's literally just a poison that goes up to your plants. The only thing is um, you can't put any of those plants outside uh, because it's harmful to honeybees. Mm. So if you choose to go that route, which I have on certain plants that got infested with things that I just couldn't get under control with like natural methods, um, the systemic poison will 100% work. Uh, but like I said, it's a little bit stronger and don't put it outside because we all love our bees. We do love our bees. Like we said, you just moved from New York to North Carolina with all of your plants, except for the, you know, dozen or so that you dropped off at Julie's house. Exactly. Um, <laughs> talk to us about moving with plants, because I have moved like a few hours with basically a spider plant, but not much else. And even that just like stressed me the fuck out. So tell us the do's and don'ts of moving with plants. Okay, so the do is, like, start thinking ahead about what, start collecting boxes, start thinking ahead about what plants really mean the most to you and which ones you might be able to give away. Because, so for me, I sold probably 10 plants before I left or gave away to some people because there were plants that I knew were super easy to replace, something that was just maybe too fragile, meaning like lots of leaves will fall off if it gets bumped or, or honestly, if I just wasn't feeling it anymore, which happens a lot with plants. Uh, so your first step is to purge what you can. So I tried to break it up into two trips. And the first trip I packed in my car, made sure everything was super tight so nothing would be shaking or no plants would fall over. And if, you're, if it's possible for you, I tried to pick a day that I knew wouldn't be too hot in the car. So that way I knew that they wouldn't be getting hit with sun and being burned. And also make sure to water your plants beforehand because they might get dried out a little bit faster if they're sitting in a hot car or, you know, anything like that. And if you're moving in the winter, you have to do it all in one shot. Like they're not going to live in your car overnight at 30 yeah. degree temperatures. Um, occasionally you can check and some plants will tell you like, okay, it's fine if it gets down to 50 with these plants. And for those, I'm okay with leaving outside. Cactuses are usually pretty good about being able to be left in a car overnight. But if possible, you need to move all the plants in one day and just be conscious of like what it's like for them in the back. So keep your heat on, even if it's just in the back, keep your AC blasting for them. And uh, also if you're car or SUV has one of those covers that you can pull, that's a great way to block out like extra sun on the plants too. That's a great tip. Yeah, I uh, I definitely was thinking about you and all of your little plant babies heading on down to North Carolina. And I was like, I first of all, I bet her car looks like she's a crazy person. It does. Because then you had that and you had one of the cats, right? Uh, yeah, so the first trip down, it was just me alone, and in the seat behind me was my giant monstera. <laughs> so it looked like I was just, like, riding in the car with a plant husband. <laughs> and the second trip, I, after I got all of my stuff packed, I had no room for my plants. So that's no. when I, 
you know, my neighbor took them, then she gave them to Gina, then Gina gave them to Julie. So they're halfway. Now they're only four and a half hours away from me instead of like 10. So they're making a pilgrimage home to you. Exactly. Oh, and another thing I was going to point out is when, so my old house got a ton of light in the back room because it was south facing. And where I live now, there's just not enough light. So if you see that like you just live in a really dark house or it's winter and you get no light, invest in some grow lights. Yes, I um, have a grow light and I love it so much. I yeah. mean, it also from the street when it's on in our dining room, and all the lights are off also makes us look like we might be growing pot, which we are definitely not for the record. But was, it definitely looks nefarious. Yes, I was just gonna say that. So I bought this like hideous I'm sure, like, I'm going to explain what it looks like, and we've all probably owned one before. Like, a pole lamp that has five movable heads. Oh, yeah, like you'd have in college. The college special, yeah. Yes. Um, And I got that filled with these really intense grow lights. (laughs) And I was like, the cops are, I mean, now living in North Carolina, you know, they definitely don't put up with marijuana. I'm like, someone's going to come knocking on my door. Someone's going to think that I'm growing pot. And then they're going to be like, you have five grow lights for houseplants. <laughs> yeah, I do. What of it? <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, what am I supposed to do if the cops come? Like, are they allowed to come in? What is my constitutional rights? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I love mine because like, as you both know, my house is old and it's kind of dark on the first floor. And so it's hard for me to find enough windows where I can have like my succulents without the cats getting into them and like knocking them off the windowsill. So my grow light helps me definitely keep some things alive that I probably would not be successful at growing otherwise. But yeah, Alex pointed out one time when we were coming home at night, like, you know, that looks a little nefarious. Like, just, <laughs> I, just a little. I, I told Art, I was like, we're going to turn them on in the morning, and then I'm going to try to turn them off before nightfall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that never happens in our house. We just look like we're growing pot. It's fine. It's and fine. like, the lights are so bright when I have them on in the day. I come in the room, and because they give off like a natural light hue, it doesn't feel like a light, but I'm always like, oh, it's so sunny today. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you also need to sit in the room with the grow lights and just like soak up some light. I I feel like that would completely help. I'd be surrounded by plants and bright light. I like I have a feeling my mood would completely like skyrocket. It should be your office. Yeah, it's like your personal uh, sad room. Exactly. I love it. I, I do have my computer in here, but uh, which is what I'm using right now. But I don't have a chair yet, so I'm just standing here. <laughs> That I just had a great mental image of this, so thank you for that. Yeah, I'm just I'm standing here with a Coke Zero in front of my plants and my not marijuana grow lights, and just standing up doing a podcast, living your best life, exactly, while wearing slippers and a house coat. Perfect. <laughs> and I'm not even joking. I love my good. I love a house coat. She is ninety. I am. I'm legit a golden girl. well what are some of your favorite online shops or instagram accounts and uh, or any other resources for anyone else that's looking for more information or perhaps to buy some plants i know you mentioned um those facebook groups but what else is there 
so there's always Instagram, which to me is my favorite way to look at plants. Uh, you know, there's like there's this account called Boys with Plants. It's just like hot, beefy men holding plants in front of their genitalia, which is like exactly what I want to look at all day long. And <laughs> Cannot argue. Uh, there's a houseplant girl or gal, excuse me, which is uh, another site that I like. She just has pretty pictures. And then just searching hashtags, which is nine times out of 10, how I find new plant sites to follow or just get pretty photos that I want to look at. Um, I like hashtag urban jungle or I like hashtag on Wednesdays we plant pink because I love pink pink plants uh so it's nice just to see everyone sharing all their pink beauties and then uh again facebook a couple of my favorite groups i like garderinos which is a spin-off group from murderinos which is short where which are not short but followers for people who listen to the podcast my favorite murder um houseplant hobbyist is like a pretty popular one although it always gets dramatic and uh wait wait what it gets super dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Elaborate, <serious> please. <laughs> like, you don't even know how mad people get. Okay, so topics never to bring up in a plant group. Prop lifting. It won't, <laughs> it's, it's like you just said to all of them that you abuse your child. Like, legit, people are like, I cannot believe that you would do that. If I saw you doing that, I would call the police. <laughs> Um, what else can you not bring up? Oh, one time this woman shared this extremely adorable picture of her grandson, like, playing with some potting soil and, like, pot, you know, planting plants. And then it turned into this massive debate because someone's like, your child could get E. coli from dirt. Oh, my God. I can't believe that you would allow that. And then one person's like, you know what? Like, I wash his hands. We're good. And she's like, oh, well. I'm glad that you're willing to risk it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it is, people get, oh, and I think it was houseplant hobbyists. Someone started this trend one day of like them holding a plant in front of, you know, maybe their breasts. They were like basically naked and they hold plants in front of their, you know, bits. And so many people were so upset. Like I thought it was hilarious, but so many people were like, you know, they would do this thing where they would flounce, which is what I call people who go up in groups and they're like, I thought this was a family plant group. And now I'm seeing naked people with plants. I want out. Kick me out of this group. How do I leave? (laughs) (laughs) Interestingly, there's a button and you push it and you're gone. (laughs) They never leave, though. They're always still there. And they're always like, I just can't believe this. What if my son saw someone holding a plant in front of nothing? Like... (laughs) Uh, so yeah, there's, there's lots of drama. So just know plant people are serious. And I was also going to say, I like a group called 50 Shades of Green, which is sort of a crass. Yes, um, that sounds like you 100%. And I will say that it's a 420 friendly, aka you could talk about weed and no one cares. Uh, that's another hot topic in other plant groups. You know, they get real upset if someone asks a question <laughs> even though you know, it's legal in many places some people are just trying to use their grow lights for the things that people think we're using ours for exactly i mean grow lights no no 
unused. That didn't make sense. But grow lights are great, and you can use them on anything. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, we'll make sure that we link to all of those accounts and hashtags and uh, Facebook groups so that you guys can go check those out in our show notes. We clearly love all our little plant babies, so let's keep that love going and share what else is bringing us joy this week. Steffi, you first. Well, aside from having put away my laundry, thank you, Megan. Um, (laughs) I'm going to say freshly washed sheets are bringing me joy this week. Ooh, I do love crawling into bed right after washing and changing the sheets. They're so so crisp and clean, and the bed is like so nicely made. I mean, let's be real, it's me, so it's like only sort of nicely made because I can't wrap presents and I can't really make a bed but you just look the corners you're just all tight up and just up just love it I feel like I always sleep better the first night after like changing the sheets too me too I agree maybe I should fold or uh not fold uh make my bed better maybe that would help it's really good when I change the sheets and then after that it's just a mess I agree. Yeah, it's never the, it's never the same after that first night. Like the first night, maybe two, you can like make it and you can replicate it. But after that, even if you make it, it's still not quite the same. No. So Brandy, how about you? What's bringing you joy? Uh, my unmade bed? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. Um, well, uh, we're in the process of building a home. So... I'm sort of looking forward to like, we get emails every day about new things that they've done. And every Sunday we wake up and I'm always like giddy and we jump in the car and we go over and drive by and walk around. And so that is making me pretty happy because I want to get so in. much fun. And I want to get my plants to their new home. Are you going to have like a dream kitchen and like a dream space for all your plant babies? Yeah, so I have a great office, and I'm buying these, like, shelves that are going to go in there that will have my props, my old cookbooks, and some plants on there. And I kind of feel like my office is just going to be food and plants all over everywhere. Are you going to have an office chair to sit in? Um, I hope so, because I'm not sure I could do this whole standing thing for too much longer. (laughs) (laughs) Just wanted to check. I will say that my office will be a cat-free zone because I want no hat on, or no cat hair on my food. Uh, that has happened that's, before that's in photos. Fair. Yeah, I've had to edit out cat hair before. Exactly, mm-hmm. and I I don't want him him meaning one of my cats is the biggest asshole in the world. He will try to eat every single plant, even if it bothers his mouth. He'll yeah. he will still try to eat them because he's just not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> <laughs> we love him. He's very handsome. I love love seeing pictures of Toby, but yeah, it seems like maybe he's not the brightest bulb. (laughs) No, he just keeps doing things over and over again. And it's like, come on, buddy, you got to get it together. You're three, which is like, what is that? People years, almost 30. Yeah, something. I mean, we we all know a few people like that. So (laughs) they're pretty to look at, but... uh... Not much else else going on. That's amazing. Poor Toby. (laughs) Bless his heart. Megan, your turn. So I want to talk about this last week, but it arrived too late. So it's my joy this week. Um, I I don't know how many people out there also are aware of the comic Strange Planet. 
It's my favorite comic right now. Um, it's mainly on Facebook and Instagram. And it's by Nathan W. Pyle. And he released a little book full of his comics. A lot of the ones that he had already put on, out online, but a bunch of new ones as well. And uh, it's he puts up a new comic basically every day. And they're just like... If you don't know the comic, they're little alien guys, like, experiencing the world the way we experience it, but in very formal language, I guess I would say. And it's adorable and amusing, and I love it so much. And also now my son really likes it, and he talks about craving star damage all the time now. (laughs) Love it. So it's pretty awesome. It makes me happy. Just... Read every time it pops up in my feed, it makes me so happy. And they're hilarious. They are so funny. They are always very funny, and they're always like extremely on point. I don't know. It's just always like, you know, when when everyone was freaking out about Seinfeld and being like, "Yeah, I always thought about soup that way." Like, I can't <laughs> believe someone finally vocalized it. It's kind <laughs> of like that, but with an adorable comic. It is, and the little the little aliens are pretty darn cute. They are. They are. Next week, we'll be back answering all of your burning questions in our very first Ask Us Anything episode. Wow, that was a struggle to say, wasn't it? It was real hard. (laughs) First and ask are hard words together. Those are. I didn't expect that. Uh, So be sure to share any and all questions with us on our social media at IRSI podcast or via email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com and maybe we'll answer yours next week. Until then, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We love to hear from our listeners. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.